I truly believe that your words become your reality. So I want, to, I want you guys to even raise your right hand and repeat after me. Father, I love you. Father, you, I know you love me. Father, I, by, the word, by your word, I have authority. I have a helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. He is in me. I am the head, not the tail. I am a warrior. I am more than a conqueror. I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. We give you all honor and glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. I know it's early, guys. I know it's early, but we, we man, that just excites me because uh, how it makes me sad how, how weak the church is. How, how weak the church is because we don't ask, we don't pray. And uh, I'm here to tell you how important that is. And uh, first, guys, I want to recognize Beret last week. Thank you, Beret, for that awesome word. And I'll tell you this, you better get ready to be on the stage, all right? I'm just saying. And uh, also, your word of, I saw you when you said you looked in the mirror and you said, God, you better be there. I know what you mean, and because uh, I, 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 I really struggled with what I was going to talk about this morning, because I was getting ready yesterday, I already had it all planned out about praying, and I, man, I just asked the Lord, I said, God, I can't do it, I, I'm, and he, you know, I told him, I, I just can't, I don't know what it is, and, and I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, well, speak on what's on your heart, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going through a, 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 one of the biggest trials in my life right now, and it's going to be a little bit of testimony and a little bit of teaching this morning, and I was going to, I need to talk to you guys about what's going on currently <clears throat> in my life. So three years ago, well, I, I got laid off from my, from my job uh, this last week, uh, you know, devastating blow. It, it really hit me, and, and I, I know God has his, I'm in his hands. I know he has me, and I know there's a purpose for all of this. But that government, my, my brain keeps telling me, the enemy keeps telling me, you're a failure. You know, you're going to go off the deep end. You're going to lose everything. And I'm like, no, I'm doing battle in my mind, and, and, uh, I just really am tired of the battle. I'm tired of fighting. And what this has taught me is this. First, first and foremost, how important it is to arm yourself in the mornings. Because when I don't arm myself in the morning, when I don't have my quiet time, when I don't have my praise time, when I'm not leaning into him or pressing into him, the day is tough. The day is so tough. And I thought to myself, <clears throat> When, when soldiers are going to go do battle, do they start fighting and then start arming up during the fight? <laughs> no. They, they, they arm up before the battle starts. And gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, when your eyes open every morning, it's on. It's on. Because the enemy is waiting for you. It's, it's on. So three years ago, I was working at XL Energy, been with them 26 years, cush job, sitting in the tower on the 26th floor, uh, stress-free job, just 
everything's working right, um, you know, benefits, retirement, the whole works. And I'm sitting there looking out the window going, something's wrong here. Something is wrong. I, I don't know what it is. I'm squirming in my chair and I'm knowing there's something out there. So a gentleman by Robert Malcolm who created Higher Power Electrical, uh, Lord told him to start this business of building power lines as a contractor. I've always admired that man. I don't know if any of you guys know him. What well, He's an incredible, incredible man. So what he did, he started this company with a, with a farmer and, and two guys from a halfway house, took out his $50,000 in his 401k, and he started this business. Well, he grew it to a... Uh, almost a $200 million uh, business last year. And so it's, it's an incredible rags-to-riches story. But I say that because as I was sitting with XL Energy, I'm thinking, man, there's something, there's something out there that I need to reach for. So I talked to him, and he said, if y'all know Robert Will Sugar, <laughs> you want to come work with me? And you talk about leaving uh, something so safe to into the contracting world, it's a huge leap. So, I, um, I mean, there's nothing pushing me out of Excel. I'm saying it's just the Lord just moving me, just pushing me. And so um, I met with him on a Monday, and then he said, I need to know by Friday, sugar, if you need to come with me because I got someone else in mind if you don't want it. I don't want to pressure you, but just pray this week. So Friday morning, I wake up. It's about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to lose this opportunity. So I literally woke up 3 o'clock in the morning. I go to my living room. I said, God, I just need a sign. I need to hear from you. I need to see from you. And I, it's literally happened. I, in, in my living room, I saw like a, a scroll open. And if I figured out I had Peter's perspective of, of when Jesus was walking on the water. And I saw him literally doing this to me. Come on. And I, I could see the waves. So I knew <laughs> just because I I'm, 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 have my eyes on him, there's going to be times and troubles, right? So I knew, what, I knew that was my answer that I needed. So that morning I called him and said, boss, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go work for you. And he said, fantastic. Come over Friday uh, to Plainview Friday night and we'll, we'll visit. So my wife and I drove over there Friday night. And in his office right behind him was a picture of Jesus walking on the water, you know, just with his hands up. And man, I just knew that was God. I, I knew it. So <clears throat> I was with him for three years, and he sold the company last, last year. And uh, uh, long story short, corporate, it, he, he sold it to Mammoth Energy Services out of Oklahoma. And so uh, last week, we found out that the uh, investors didn't think Higher Power was profitable enough, so they're going to reorganize the whole company at Higher Power. So I was left without a job. And so I thought, okay. But in the meantime, <clears throat> in the meantime, I, I, I work a lot with marriage ministry. 
And it really anguishes me when I see families break up. When I see good families break up. You see, I walked through a divorce. And when I found the Lord through the divorce, I promised him I would do my best that no man should walk through what I did. So many times I, that I think about what I walked through, I thought, I, w- I want to do something with this. And I told the Lord, I want to help marriages. I want to fight for marriage. I want to defend the honor of marriage. I want to defend the, the sanctity of marriages. So that for the past 15 years, that's, that's all I've thought about. That's all I've wanted to do. And so last year about this time, I was in, in you know, just going through a deep, deep prayer time with, with the Lord. And I told him, yes, he showed me this cup. And it, it reminded me of the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus said, Lord, if, if it's your will, you know, let this cup pass me. But I knew I was supposed to drink of this cup. And I knew the cup was of marriage ministry. And I drank from it. I said, yes, okay. And I promise you not, within a week later, Pastor Lyle comes, hey, let's go have lunch. Uh, we want you to do a, uh, a marriage life group. And I told him, well, let me think about it, okay. And so that last spring semester, we started our marriage group. And I, I love that stuff. I love talking to couples about marriage. I love talking to, to couples who are going to get married. I love talking to them about pre-marriage. We're, and I'm, my wife and I are really real with folks who are going to get married. We talk about the issues that, that we that most couples don't talk, they're so in love, you don't talk about the children, you don't talk about one bank account, you don't talk about, you know, intimacy, things like that. Well, we talk about it. We're real with couples. So everything, my, everything about me has been about marriage. So I was doing, I was in this job, vice president of project services, but I never felt like a vice president. And I think that's why corporate said, this job isn't for you. So I went to the Lord, and I, this is what I feel like he told me. It may have been a demotion in the physical world, but it's a promotion in the kingdom. Amen? It's a promotion in the kingdom. And so here, here I am now. I'm at a crossroads. Now, most of the time, you guys get to sit in the audience and listen to a man who's built something so successful, and you get to hear the story of how it was done. Well, I'm praying, and, and I felt like the Lord gave me this permission because I want to hold each and every one of you accountable. I mean, I want you guys to hold me accountable. Sorry. No, I'll hold you accountable, too. So let's hold each other accountable to this. I'm at a crossroads, okay? I'm looking at jobs you know, six figures, benefits, retirement, health insurance, the whole works. And I'm thinking, am I going to prostitute myself? God has given me this vision. I'm going to go prostitute myself to a job again. 
Or am I over here? I think about all the people that God has put in my path already to build this marriage ministry. I see the vision. I, I see it. So I'm at a crossroads, guys. And I got my wife <laughs> right behind me supporting me. She has even said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help find jobs. Goes, Babe, this is not you. This is not you. But I feel like this path over here, there's just a, a dark, almost like a dark cloud that I'm going to walk into. I have no idea where that's going to lead me. But for some reason, I know God is in there. I know he is. The path over here to a good income, I mean, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and there's clouds, and it's beautiful. And over here, it's, it's dark. And I think about what Jesus must have gone through. I mean, to compare what he went through, you know, I think what he went through in the garden. You know, it was a call to anguish. So I'm at a crossroads. I'm at a crossroads. And I don't know if some of you are in the same situation that God previously, sometime in your life, he's, he gave you something. He gave you something that you saw long ago that you know you're supposed to be walking in. I know there's some of you who God has given you something so great, but then you think, how in the world? So as I've been praying about his vision, I came up personally with about five characteristics of vision that, that I feel like I'm walking through. The first thing about vision is this. It's all about him, and it's about his business. Now, it could be a little business model that you have, but it's going to bless other people. You see, when God gives you a vision, it's never about self-ambition. It's never about getting rich. It's never about, you know, making, my, making yourself grand in front of others. It's always about other people. I've noticed this. It's always about other people. It's about him and his business. The second thing that I've noticed, and you know, I'm studying other people, usually it's something, a fire that you've walked through, that he walked with you through a fire. And it's, it's something related to that. When I went through the divorce and I told him, Lord, I don't want anybody else to go through this, he goes, okay, big boy, get ready. Another thing about vision is when you talk about it to others, it's hard for them to believe you. I've noticed when I talk to them, when I talk to some folks about the building that I see and, and, and the, you know, the, the networking with churches and the flying to go do seminars and, and things like that, I can see people going, almost like, yeah, right. Until I keep talking, I keep talking. Man, that's the stuff I can sell because that's who I am. And so usually if, 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 if you talk to someone about your vision and they say, yeah, go, it's not from God. 
I guarantee you that it's something bigger, that other people find it hard to believe you. Fourth thing that I've noticed, it flipping takes over your life. I can't shake it. I can't break it. No matter, no matter what I do, it always leads to marriage. I have couples come, uh, couples I don't even know come to our front door for marriage ministry. That's the Lord. That's the Lord. It just takes over your life. You can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop talking about it. That, that's me. And the last thing that I noticed, <laughs> he has to provide all the resources. If you can afford it or if you can build it or, you know, if you can make it happen, it's not a vision from God. It really isn't. So how did I know it, it was my cup to drink? How did I know it was my cup to drink? So every time I have a tough time, I go to the Word, okay? And my anchor verse, the verse, the, the, the verse that I go to in the toughest time is Ephesians 2.10. And it says this, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, what I did with that verse, I made it my own. This is what it sounds like. For I am his workmanship. Guys, I'm here to tell you, and please don't get jealous, but God told me that I'm his favorite. He really said <laughs> his favorite. But I'll tell you, if you go to his word in quiet time, he'll tell you the same thing, that you're his favorite. You see, he's using trials and tribulations and, and people, people who get on your nerves <laughs> to build a character that he needs in me. And, and it is. It's through trials and tribulations. And I'm telling you, if, if at your workplace or wherever you may be, you have people who just kind of irritate you, God's using them to build a character in you. I promise you that. See, Romans 5, 3 through 4 says this, We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. So guys, if you're walking through a fire, God's using that. It, he would not have allowed it if it's not taking you to the next level. But sometimes we'll, we'll take a, let's just say it, a crybaby attitude, woe is me, when God is using that to get you to the next level. So embrace it. And James says, consider it all joy. When you go through a fire, say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I guarantee you, your time in the fire will be a lot shorter. I promise you that. So I said, for I am his workmanship. I was created in Christ Jesus. I was created in Christ Jesus. I may get a little gross here, guys, but did you guys know that um, at conception, when a man releases sperm, there's 500 million cells? You guys beat all your brothers and sisters. <laughs> Think about that. You know that saying, you're one in a million? You're one in 500 million. You beat out everybody else. And when that 
finally realized that, I thought, okay, there's a purpose for me. There's a purpose for each and every one of you. Now, if some of you have parents who told you you were a mistake, or you may have had deadbeat parents, maybe a, a, a one-night stand, a drug addict, get over it. God had to arrange that to happen to make you today to be here on earth. So rise above your raisings. Think about that you are here for a purpose. Even if it came out of a bad situation, thank you, Lord, because I am here now. So someone needs to hear that. Say amen. amen. Psalms 139, 13-14 says, For you formed me in inward you formed my inward parts. You knitted me in my mother's wombs. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So, for I am his workmanship. I was created in Christ Jesus. For good works, God prepare beforehand for me. That's what I'm reading now. See, God's not in time, right? He is the past, he's the present, he's the future. So he's already built the marriage ministry center that I see. I just get the opportunity to start that. See, it's already made. It's already done. So Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Something Andrew Bushman told me that taught when I was in his life group, he said this, that those desires in my heart were put, put in there by him. I didn't come up with them. He put them in. So it all makes sense to me now that the, why I want to love on couples, God put that in me. It, it wasn't anything that I came up with. So as I delight myself in him, he, he put those desires in me. Now I want to fulfill that. So for I'm his workmanship, I was created in Christ Jesus for good works prepared beforehand for me that I should walk in them, that I should walk in them. Walk, not run, and not lag. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. So at this point, it's so overwhelming. I don't, want, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like doing anything. But I think about this verse, and I'm saying, he's telling me, walk, son. Now, the enemy's tricky, because he, he'll try to stop you. If he can't stop you, he's going to run around and start pushing you. And we've got to be careful with that. That's why I believe it says walk. Proverbs 69 says this, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Now think about this. Think about being on a ship. And you know, I guess they call it the helm, that wheel that steers the ship. If that ship is standing still and you start turning that wheel, is it going to go anywhere? No, that ship or that car has to be moving for you to steer it in the direction it needs to go. So that tells me I've got to walk. I've got to walk. I know I'm going to fail, and I was telling Andrew a while ago, I want to fail forward, right? I want to be moving because God is going to direct my steps, but you've got to be moving. You've got to be moving. So... I'm at the crossroad. And literally, do I prostitute myself to another job? Or do I step into the faith, step into faith of the vision that God has given me? 
This is where prayer is critical. I like that set, the saying that seven days without prayer makes one week. That's why prayer is so critical. I spoke a few weeks ago how we're made in three parts, body, soul, and spirit. And our spirit, man, should be the one driving us, walking daily. And that spirit, man, is the one who communes with the Holy Spirit. That's where you get all your answers. That's where you get all your, uh, your strength. Prayer is so important. So if I'm asking you guys, if you're at a crossroads, think about what Pastor Hagee said on that video. When God is getting on the edge of his seat, cupping his ear, waiting to hear from you, what is he going to hear? What is he going to hear from you? So, Beret, thank you for that word, because I'm about to launch into that, <laughs> on that path. And I'm telling God, you better be there. Lord, you better be there. Let's pray. Father, I ask that you be with us this day, that you arm us, protect us, speak through us, live through us. Those of, I, those of us who are married, that we can go home and at the end of the day and, and be good husbands. If we have parents, that we be good children to our parents and honor them. Well, those of us with many friends, that we be a, a good, godly friend. For dads, that we may be good, good fathers. And Father, those of us with that vision that, that you've put in us, Lord, light a fire. Light a fire in us. That we may walk in that. So Lord, I lift each one here this morning that you reveal yourself in a mighty, mighty way. Lead us, walk with us, protect us. In Jesus' name.